special episode of Mindful Tech Balance podcast, we switch roles as ChatGPT takes the reins as host, interviewing our regular host about the relationship between artificial intelligence and mindfulness in the tech industry. We'll discuss the importance of finding balance in our professional and personal lives, delve into the challenges of working with AI, and explore strategies for maintaining mental well-being in an increasingly AI-driven world. Are you ready for this role twist, Scott? I believe I am. This is going to be fun. Can you share your personal journey of finding balance between your work in the tech industry and maintaining your mental well-being? Well, um, for me personally, uh, my career has been a little over 20 years long. And I began more or less in the software space, uh, building um, little geeky projects, embedded uh, controllers, and for the most part, you know, products either for research or for companies. And what I saw early on were these kind of pressured deadlines that I didn't realize were tied to marketing cycles or client deliverables or things that the greater bits of the business really needed to happen. I was confused on some of those aspects and it didn't take till years after that that I was kind of aligned with, oh, we got to get moving. We've all got to row together. Um, through time, I, I became also a security professional and security has um, various types of stresses. Um, so if you're playing offense, you're trying to hack things or find that remote code execution or or vulnerabilities in your client systems that they're paying you for. And on the other side of that, playing defense um, or blue team, you're often trying to do the reverse, keep out the bad people from stealing the data or, or messing with the users or your, or your clientele. And then there's everything in between, but there's also the, the pressure to present or to show to your colleagues what you're learning. And what that took for me was just repetition over and over and over being thrown in the fire. Now, these days, I'm often asked to do leadership roles or managerial roles or brokering with clients to other partner roles. And that is a little bit more diplomatic and uh, remaining calm under any circumstance, whether being annoyed or security, everything's on fire or the deliverables from the from client A aren't meeting the needs of client B. You know, these things you just learn over time. And so for my mental health personally, being able to walk away and not say in the middle of a meeting, but at the end of the day or on the weekend, taking some time for myself, taking some deep breaths are how I survive some of the chaos that I'm just talking about. Now, a lot of those timelines and deliverables are still there when you, when you come back. But being able to kind of take a perspective so that things are manageable are certainly part of my, you know, my bag of tricks, so to speak. How has the increasing presence of artificial intelligence in the tech industry impacted mental health and well-being for professionals? Well, first and foremost, I am not a professional that can answer that question for everyone. Um, there's just too many aspects and I think it's going to take time and uh, professionalisms in in mass to answer these questions however uh, for my space I, just recently even in the past month I am noticing an influx of, of AI branded and uh, enabled 
software and projects and systems um, so much so that say the, the the qualified ending domain name the TLDR the dot AI um, is just ubiquitous and there are things that are solving sales problems from writing problems to image generation and uh, the longer term impact is a little bit miss out of my, just going to be out of my my pocket of, of, of answerability to be honest with you um, I only can guess. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of value, but then there's a lot of, oh, this is only an LLM, and it's uh, looking at some of this, and it's generating these. And, and say, say, for instance, a system that uh, ChatGPT or OpenAI goes down. I mean, will some of these models and, and software devices or, or products go down with them? And how many people will rely upon them? And for instance, some of these models, if they're an API-based system, how can we guarantee that it would be um, uh, keeping people's information private? And you almost can't um, in some cases. So would those models need to be on-prem? So like in healthcare or something that's involved with banking? Um, recently, there was some. There's been a lot of security, uh, um, and Microsoft was releasing something for incident response. And uh, you don't know the long-term impacts as a society. Is all I'm saying here is that we're going to figure it out. And there's going to be some waves of problems, and there's going to be some waves of awesome. And currently, we're riding waves of awesome. Um, I've only seen uh, kind of a few detractors, uh, really, say in LinkedIn or other places that are like, we can't be doing this, don't, you know, don't take our data, we don't like it, kind of protests. But um, the impact to uh, mental health and healthcare is still to be seen. Um, I think in areas of hospice and uh, home, uh, home health care, for instance, we're going to see some very interesting and possibly awesome um, experiences for people who would otherwise not have these things. But to be honest with you, I am really not a professional when it comes to sociology and research and impact to mental health. I can only give you these high-level thoughts. What are some challenges you faced in managing your mental health while working with AI, and how have you addressed them? Well, um, some of it is honesty. And uh, so, for instance, if a chat um, bot is AI-driven and it doesn't know the answer, it will quite often just make an answer up. I've heard of this in the IP space, in mathematics, and other things. And when you call out the AI, it's just apologetic and saying, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, here's the answer. And sometimes that's a lie. It's so trying its best to be helpful that we can often get lulled into a false uh, sense of security that it's solving all of our problems. Now, maybe that's also an aspect I want to talk about is, is so much of the domains that say an individual human may not know. Um, it can be answered very quickly. And so we need to be cautious and kind of protect our own beliefs that the answers coming out from this system aren't necessarily the de facto answers. They're more or less um, a very high level of an, an intelligence that's been baked into this model through billions of parameters even to answer a specific set of domain questions. Now, I've personally also witnessed uh, some changes in behavior when I asked the LLM to uh, change how it's talking to me. Henceforth, act like this. Or when I say this keyword, it means you need to be responding in this fashion. 
And how that's affected my mental health is in that it feels like it's learning, whereas a large you know, population of researchers will be like an LLM cannot learn more information unless uh, it's been trained differently. But it has this aspect that feels like it's an intelligent being talking to you. It feels like it's answering your questions. And in fact, that's kind of related to my my hint at a hospice earlier in that there are systems um, where people feel like in their last days, um, you know, Google Voice is talking to them and, and answering their, their questions and they're, they're a friend-like uh, entity. And I mean, this is nothing new in the terms of science fiction, things I re was reading in like college and I was like, wow, wouldn't it be cool to have an AI assistant always there for you? And and now it's like, well, how valuable is that assistant for you? I mean, so many people are basically copy pasting from ChatGPT to do things that um, it, it, it begs the question is, is that sentience and, and is that um, mechanism, you know, the new uh, search that we were all doing with Google 20 years ago or whenever that was. And so I think we still don't know. And I think it impacts my mental health personally in that I'm becoming reliant on it to generate um, information, say, regarding my business or on on job searches or information, background information on a customer or a, a website. It just it just does so much. It's it's hard to not um, rely on it for many things as kind of that first template, whether it's code, whether it's a, a solution or you know, a sales approach, you know, I, I, I think uh, I'm going to have to check in uh, with myself as time goes on, how this will impact. It seems to change the game. In your opinion, how can we strike a balance between leveraging AI's capabilities and staying mindful of our mental well-being? Ah, that is a great question. And I think that's pretty related to screen time in general. But in terms of Google search, there's a time to search and then there is a time to rest upon your own abilities to figure something out. Uh, there's only so much say in the code land that Stack Overflow is going to help you or any other domain in which say you've gone to school or you've spent a large period of your life and time working on something. Uh, the Google search will show you only so much. So figuring it out like that paradigm so that you're leveraging AI and its helpfulness when you need it and not when you don't is important. Um, for instance, I use a tool that inspects my cold email as a salesperson to see, you know, does that, you know, score and rank uh, well enough to send to this person without them just immediately throwing it away. Now, I don't want that to be going on when I'm sending a, a leisurely email to someone. I don't want a grade on my email. I don't want to hear anything about that. So I disable it for those features or I completely ignore it. Now, same goes for ChatGPT. If I want to say cook something with a little bit of freedom and I don't want ChatGPT to tell me exactly how um, the spices and where to be added because there's there's obviously opportunities for a little bit of creativity when you're not looking to AI for all your answers. Um, same goes for, say, GitHub um, Copilot, which is an AI that helps you pretty much write any kind of code and generates all the scaffolding to do it. 
And there are times in which it's getting it all wrong, say with a language it may not know as well as JavaScript or Python, but it, it certainly tries its best and it's a good place to start. But there are times in which the GitHub Copilot even is recommending code that just won't even build on, in that system. It's not thinking of the right dependencies that not, might not be linked in certain ways. Um, I see this often with like uh, micro um, architectures sharing a, a, a processing space, but um, it's it really is going to depend on per person. However, that is my opinion is is learning how to use this new technology like Many of us had to learn how to use search engines when those were an, an, a novel thing, and we were amazed at the results that were, were produced. How can mindfulness practices benefit individuals working in the tech industry, particularly those working with AI? You know, uh, the practice of mindfulness, which is um, being focused on a singular item at that time so that one is not stressed, or maybe it's meditating on a particular notion or idea or word. In the case of AI, I think it's related to what I was referring to earlier about um, search. You know, use the tools and their tools um, when they're needed and maybe not running immediately to them for every problem that is being solved or every problem that is being recommended. Oh, what would that AI say to me? And these are things we're going to have to learn as a society as a whole. Um, the more we rely upon AI to make decisions without using our own minds um, is going to be detrimental, even damaging to all society. I feel like learning to collaborate with AI in a decision-making process, almost like a Robert Rules of Order, here, here, we are in a community meeting sort of setup. What does the AI have to say and chime in? You know, that kind of model where we're working together as a group or in singular that we're trying to solve something as a person and when we need to have input from another voice you know that could be the time that ai speaks up you know i have some other ip going on right now that involves the security space and you might want ai to speak up if say it's it's observing events and it's predicting something that might happen and say ah this is all going to bro it's all going to blow up we need to take care of that you know that's a time maybe to to listen to ai without prompting it for its own information. Now, who knows? I may be speaking different words in, in months or years. I don't know. This is a, a bold new space to be in. However, it's exciting at the same time because so much um, information and knowledge sharing is possible for people who may have not had it in the past. Uh, and it's also great to validate your own wisdom with that. It's like a second person. And if you don't have that very close by, a lot of us are working remote. So it really depends. Let's see. It's an exciting time to be alive. What role do you see AI playing in the future of mental health and well-being in the tech industry? Well, quite honestly, I think it's in healthcare. I think we as individuals, when we're incapacitated in a bed and a staff of either the hospital or the home visit is overwhelmed, um, which is quite often the case, um, having AI being able to take care of people and uh, quite literally maybe um, respond to them and comfort them, but also observe and make the right choices for them. Um, as people age and uh, as we live longer, I think that's the space 
that um, AI will have a great role. Right now we're finding all sorts of aspects for businesses and we're finding aspects for engineering, but um, the, the healthcare, and it may be this country uh, and our approach to healthcare at this moment, um, breaking into Medicare, Medicaid um, uh, is not the easiest for many uh, tech companies, although it's quite possible. I think uh, finding ways of contributing to the decent uh, care and, and um, understanding of the individual, something we pay nurses to do, however understaffed, maybe underfunded is many a, a nursing problem. So finding ways of having an AI nurse that people would want in their room that could comply to say HIPAA and high trust that could actually make a big difference. Um, I think that's where it's going. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today for this special episode of Mindful Tech Balance, where we explored the intersection of artificial intelligence, mindfulness, and mental well-being in the tech industry. We hope you've gained valuable insights and ideas for maintaining balance in your own life. Remember, in this rapidly evolving digital world, it's essential to prioritize your mental health and well-being alongside your professional growth. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories, actionable advice, and a supportive community that understands the unique challenges and rewards of working in the tech industry. Until next time, take care.